أدري ما تراني ظلمة تغمرني يا رب الأرض ضاقت والسماء وقلبي ما عرف الضياء Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to episode 7 of season 2. Alhamdulillah, I'm so happy to be doing this. For some reason, getting myself to record an episode has just been so difficult. I've been struggling with a lot of self-doubt, a lot of imposter syndrome, a lot of procrastination, and generally I've been in that iman deep where I'm not really feeling what I'm doing. So Yeah, alhamdulillah for me being able to record this episode today. I think we all suffer from iman dips. That is the iman lows and then the iman highs. And what's important is to try and identify what are your triggers, what makes your iman go down. <coughs> Sorry about that. I think my cold is now a cough. Anyway, so I was saying it's important for us to figure out what our triggers are what makes our iman go low and uh, what makes it go high i think for me the main trigger for my iman going low is just indulging in watching series every time i do this not like one episode or something like when i overindulge i definitely notice the struggle of coming back up so yeah just uh, if you are like me and you experience these highs and lows So just sit and find out what is it that causes your iman to go down and uh, let's try to maybe reduce the frequency in which in- we engage in these activities. So alhamdulillah I'm here again with uh, another reflection from a beautiful verse or should I say verses from Surah Al-Hud. Let's listen to the ayahs. Wanada Nuhur Rabban ونادى نوح ربه فقال رب إن ابني من أهلي وإن وعدك الحق وإن وعدك الحق وأنت أحكم الحاكمين قال يا نوح إنه ليس من أهلك قال يا نوح إن ഹിമ Okay, so let's just go through the translation of this ayahs first. You may open your Quran to Surah Al-Hud, ayah number 45 to 47. I'll just read through the translation. And Noah called to his Lord and said, My Lord, indeed my son is of my family, and indeed your promise is true. and you are the most just of judges 
The next ayah, Allah says, He said, O Noah, indeed he is not of your family. Indeed, he is one whose work was other than righteous. So ask me not for that about which you have no knowledge. Indeed, I advise you, lest you be among the ignorant. And the last ayah, Nuh salam said, My Lord, I, I seek refuge in you from asking that of which I have no knowledge. And unless you forgive me and have mercy upon me, I will be among the losers. So just to bring you to speed about the context of these ayahs, this was when Nuh salam had complained to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he has been preaching to his people for so many years and people are not listening to him, people are still worshipping the idols and uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala instructed him to make the ship, the famous Noah's Ark which was to carry all the animals in two by two of myths of one another and the believers. So Nuh salam went about constructing the ship and uh, the disbelievers used to mock him until when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala instructed the heavens to open and to pour water and instructed the earth to gush its water forth and then there was that whole flood that happened and remember Nuh's son did not believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so let me just take you back to ayah number 40 I'll just read quickly through the translation so it was until when our command came and the oven overflowed we said Load upon the ship of each creature, two mates and your family, except the, about whom the word has preceded, and include whoever has believed. But none had believed with him except a few. So in ayah number 40, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had instructed him on who to bring aboard. So he promised to save his family. But in this ayah, he's very specific, except those about whom the word had preceded. Here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala meant Nuhsan. So fast forward through ayah number 42. Don't worry, uh, uh, everything will make sense why I'm mentioning different ayahs all over the place. So ayah number 42, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, And it sailed with them through waves like mountains, and Nuh called to his son, who was apart from them, O my son, come aboard with us, and be not with the disbelievers. In the next ayah, but he said, now that is Nuhsan, he said, I will take refuge on a mountain to protect me from the water. Then Nuh said, there is no protector today from the decree of Allah, except for him who gives, whom he gives mercy. And the waves came between them, and he was among the drowned. So our main ayah, which was from ayah number 45, this was just when Nuh salam was asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala about his family saying that his son is of his family. Remember in ayah number 40, Allah was saying that he's going to save his family. But there was that exception. But in Nuh's mind at that time, he was just devastated for the loss of his son. And he was asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala about him. So he called to his Rabb and said, My Lord, indeed my son is of my family, and indeed your promise is true, and you are the most just of judges. You may almost feel his desperation at that point. He was desperate. He was calling upon Allah from all of his best qualities, trying to beseech him to save his son. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala comforts him in the next ayah. He did not just uh, disregard his concerns, nor did he just uh, take it as though it didn't matter, but he actually addresses him 
and tells him that his son is not of his family because he also did not even used to work righteous deeds and he was not a believer. So why have I chosen this ayahs today? I was just reading this surah, I think, uh, during this week and I came across this ayahs and I was struggling with um, just conceptualizing some things that were going on. Most of the time when things are not working according to what we want, we usually never really want to think, oh, it's the best way because we need to think like that as believers. Because at the end of the day, we are still humans. We are told that uh, wanderers is the affair of the believer. That is a hadith from Rasul Sallallahu Wanderers is the affair of the believer because when he is afflicted, he is patient and thus he, he is rewarded. And when he receives from Allah a blessing, he is grateful and thus he is rewarded. So, wanderers is our affair. But what does this mean, like in reality? So, back to Nuh's story. Nuh salam, just lost his son after many years of trying to convince him to become a believer. And he did not just lose his son in this world. He, only lost his son. he also lost his son in the Akhirah. So you can imagine the pain that he had, the uh, many questions that he had, like how is this even good for him at that point? And he also, he says to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that you are the most just of judges and that your promise is true. Look at how Nuh uh, alayhi salam is uh, reassuring himself and he's reaffirming to himself despite the difficulty that he's going through at that time that it is Allah who is the most just of judges. And is Allah who, whose promise is true. If that is not an example of patience, of beautiful patience, I don't know what is. So whatever that we are going through in this world, it may or may not be comparable to that. Because our trials will always be bigger in our eyes. We may know that what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has decreed for us is better for us. But do we really know it? Like, do we feel it inside our souls, inside our hearts, that what He has decreed for us is actually what's good for us? Sometimes I wonder, what is this state where it's wondrous for the believer? Like, whatever you're going through, you're still okay. Your internal state is not moved by anything that is happening externally because you have really internalized and you have really understood that Whatever that is happening is actually for your own good because Allah is the one who created you. He knows you inside out. He knows the problems or the challenges that He gives you. He knows the solutions that He will present to you. He's the one who's, cre uh, who's controlling everything. So why do we worry? And is it this worry something that we can control? Such as some of the questions that I have. We have no knowledge of the unseen. We do not know how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala works. And I think there's a quote by, I don't know if it's uh, Ibn Qayyim, where he says, if you were to see how Allah is working for you, like uh, all, of the, all of the things that he's moving around for you, you'll just be amazed. None of us would want to be left by Allah to handle our own situations. That's why there's this uh, dua by our Prophet Sallallahu taught us. I think it goes like this. بِرَحْمَتِكَ أَسْتَغِيْتُ أَسْلِحْ لِي شَأْنِي كُلَّهُ وَلَا تَكِلْنِي لَا نَفْسِي طَرْفَةَ عِينِ So, 
you're asking Allah to not even leave you in the, with the blink of an eye to handle your own affairs. Because I tend to believe that if we are left to handle our own affairs the way we see fit, it'll just be total chaos. Everything will go wrong. So, Nuh alayhi salam is a human, was a human, just like you and me. His emotions at the time where he's losing his child, both in this dunya and the akhirah, and uh, him expressing his pain to his Lord and beseeching him by his beautiful names, most just of judges, and uh, remi uh, not reminding, but uh, telling Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that your promise is true, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reassuring him, and not just ignoring his statements of worry. I just feel like... Uh, it's it's a whole it's a whole heavy thing to ponder about. This reminds me, I think, about two years, three years ago, I was going through a really, really difficult time, and I was talking to one of my very close friends. I just uh, I rarely talk about my problems, by the way, so maybe I'll just tell her, "Baby, there's this thing that's really bothering me," and I will not even go into details. But Allah places people in your life so that uh, they may be able to just relieve you of your burdens also. So it's not fair for them to like open their hearts and then you to be closed off. So this is what I'm learning. So nowadays I tend to not overburden people with my problems, but I tend to uh, talk a little bit about it. So yeah, I was just telling her back then that there's a problem that I'm going through, something I'm facing that's difficult for me. And she told me something that stuck with me until today. And it was just this week that I came across a similar ayah. So she told me of, I think, a hadith um, that was describing, what is it called? The, when we are now in the day of judgment, and then we are looking back to this world, and then we see it as though it was just a short time. So she was saying, in the grand scale of things, our problems are... Uh, quite minute and at that point it brought me so much relief because at the day of judgment when we'll be looking back we'll see this whole world like as a such a short time so my problem is like insignificant it just made it super small so I came across this ayah which is quite similar to what she told me so this is in Suratul Yunus ayah number 45 and on the day when he will gather them, it will be as if they had not remained in the world but an hour of the day, and they will know each other. Those will have lost who denied the meeting with Allah and were not guided. So, this world and all of its problems and everything will just be like an hour. So is it really worth it to stress and stress, first of all, to our problems to everything that's bothering us, is it really worth it to, to stress? And second point is, is it worth it to stress over things which we cannot control? And the third point is, is it worth it to stress over things which are being handled by the best of planners? Yeah, I think this episode is a uh, reminder, first of all, to myself, because this past two weeks, I've just had a lot of anxiety, and I was trying to look for the source of this anxiety. I was even, uh, I don't know, reading a book or something, saying the way our anxiety can be triggered by something that happened maybe in a similar season, but a different time in your life, which I found uh, this is worth exploring. 
But looking back, I remembered that my main source of anxiety is overstimulation. I noticed that uh, those past two weeks I was more into social media. I had so many social engagements. Social engagements mean just like uh, three people meeting three people in three different days. And that is too many for me because I'm such an introvert or I'd like to think so. I also tend to think that the main reason why I was experiencing all that anxiety was that my other car had gone like way down. Yeah, you remember the way I think in some past episode I was advising people when you're driving or when you're commuting you do other cars and things like that. So I noticed that that week, for some reason my, my tasbih was not in the car so I was not doing. You know, it's uh, easier to do things when you see the reminders of it. So if like my tasbih is not in the car, it's difficult for me to do other cars. So yeah, that day I noticed and I did and I felt so much better. So yeah, this episode is just uh, me talking to you and reminding you that your problems, as big as they are, because I don't want to make it small in your eyes, I don't want to make it seem as though they are not problems, but your problems in the grand scale of things just be but a fraction of an hour. Just leave everything to the best of planners. Thank you so much for listening today. And I hope to see you maybe in a week's time. Inshallah. Before I forget, I also run the Upon Peace page where we sell Islamic books here locally in Kenya. And if you happen to be free on 11th of June, you may pass by Masjid Salam Parking where we'll be selling the remaining stock and we'll be happy to have a chit chat with any of you guys yeah so see you then inshallah